This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda as we're here today to talk all things Timo Werner. Speaking after RB Leipzig's win in the Champions League over Tottenham Hotspur, of course, in which he scored the only goal of the game from the penalty spot, he was asked about comments linking him with Liverpool and ended up saying that he was very proud and that it was a pleasure to be linked with the club. I'm Guy Clark, this is The Agenda. Alongside me to talk about this is Theo Squires and Theo, some very, I suppose, amicable comments from Timo Werner. How would you react to having seen how he's discussed being linked with the club? Because most times players don't want to talk about it. He's been quite open here. On paper, it's all very promising. He's been linked with Liverpool for, what, two years now? And the feeling in the past has been Liverpool wouldn't make a move because they didn't want to block Rian Brewster. And there is a slight feeling that's maybe changed now. Um, last year, the whole feeling was, oh, he's going to go buy Munich. And I think there was that quite a lot of conversation there because they're a lot more open in Germany about future transfers yeah. and stuff. And that didn't happen for whatever reason. He signed his new contract. And all of a sudden, Liverpool are European champions. They're going to win the Premier League. And, oh yeah, it'd be delightful to play for Liverpool and all this. So on paper, it's like, well, if Liverpool wanted him, fair enough. I reckon they could go and get him. And those comments from him makes it seem like he'd be quite happy to make the move. But then you've got to weigh it down, don't you? You have to have a look at it and say, well, how much of this is age and how much they're trying to get interested in him. It's just one of those. I don't think it's quite there yet, but let him talk. It's one of those where pretty much any player on the planet is going to want to move to Liverpool at the moment. I was going to say, just to me, struck me as openness and honesty from Timo Werner. As you said, perhaps in Germany, the feeling is a bit more open talking about transfers because I don't feel you'd get an England international who scored 26 goals in 33 games as Werner has this season saying, yeah, Liverpool are the best team in the world and yeah, I'm very proud to be linked with them because it would sort of be sneered upon that, the, as you said before, the player's almost angling for this himself when really he's just answering the question that's put to him. Well, Liverpool fans have had it all before. Like Players only seem to go out and say it when they're on international break, don't they? When they're speaking to their own homegrown journalists and they're a bit more at ease. They don't have club media over their shoulder monitoring their every word. And that's when they go and say, like with St. Louis Suarez, countless times when he wanted his moves to open up on that. Um, but in Germany, they are more open. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has said it in the past. He doesn't get why it's a big deal here about the open training, why it's all secret. In Germany, you can just go and watch training and everything. So that's just the way they are. Timo Werner in the past has always been open about wanting a move. I think the fact that Leipzig is the sort of club they are, it's that project, isn't it? And he has pretty much reached as high a standard as he's going to get with them. And he is going to move on at some point. So it's obvious he's going to want to talk about having a move. And when he's just scored the winner for them in their biggest Champions League night against Tottenham, he's going to definitely want that headline. And we've obviously seen it with the way the Red Bull group work. Obviously, RB Leipzig, not Red Bull technically these days, but part of the same group, obviously. We've seen the model is, as you sort of allude to there, a conveyor belt of talent, of bringing in players, developing them on and selling them at a premium price. He obviously signed a new contract. I think it was September or August at the beginning of this season. It contains this release clause and there has been a lot of talk about when the release clause bumps up and how it can sort of be structured differently and everything. But it does seem to indicate that with that being public knowledge, this could be a player who is up for sale in the summer. Yeah, definitely. Um, Liverpool have got a very good relationship with the Red Bull group, the RB group, whatever you want to call them. And that's been obvious just from Minamino, for example. Like he had the release clause there and it wasn't public knowledge. Michael Edwards found out that knowledge and they got a deal done on the cheap 
very swiftly. Um, with Timo Werner, I think we're saying it's what, 50, 55 million. And if you want to get it done at that price, it has to be done by April. But then it's like, well, apart from the player, his agent and the club, they only know the real details of that deal. So it's one of those where, would you look at it? Is it available to Bundesliga clubs? Is it available to only overseas clubs? Did that have to be in the Champions League? Something like that. It's very easy for a newspaper to get that figure and put it out there. And without knowing the real details, you don't know who it applies to. Uh, but I think when you look at the rest of the market now, you look at the players that are probably going to be moving on in the summer, say Jaden Sancho, for example, he is going to be costing upwards of 100 million. And it's going to be the same for any of these global talents. Whereas if you can get Timo Werner for half of that, when he is going to be a prolific goal scorer for you to imagine for the next decade, then it could be a bargain on your hands. Yeah, there are, of course, three players from the Bundesliga who constantly seem to be linked with Liverpool. <laughs> Jaden Sancho, Kai Havertz, and of course, the man we're talking about today, Timo Werner. But in terms of the makeup of the Liverpool squad, we know how AFCON could obviously affect next season, the winter period of the season. You spoke about Rian Brewster before. Obviously, Minamino's coming to supplement that forward line as well. It does feel, though, if there's one area that certainly Brewster and Minamino won't quite operate, it's that left-hand side of the forward three, which Werner, whilst playing as a centre-forward, does like to move out to that left-hand side. I know we're talking here and we're trying to talk it up, but <laughs> it does seem as though that that could possibly make sense as to why these links continue to be linking Werner with a move to Anfield. Well, definitely. Jurgen Klopp is a big fan of the player and you're always going to get the links when it's the same nationality between a manager and a player. But it's one of those, where Timo Werner, he's a versatile forward, he scores a lot of goals, he's been linked with Liverpool for a number of months now. And as soon as that story came up, oh, Liverpool are going to lose two of their forwards to the Africa Cup of Nations. It's quite coincidental. That's when the Timo Werner lines started to yeah. pick up a bit more. So I'd probably say it's more from his side because Liverpool don't like to shout about their business. They like to catch people out do it on the quiet and get deals done that way. Like Minamino, within a couple of days of, oh, Liverpool want him, it was basically done. Whereas this, there's been so much talk there. And in Germany, there was so much talk last year about him going to Bayern Munich. It's very much from Werner's camp, from the RB camp. They want to sell him on. They want to get him a big move. They want to make as much money as possible. So it's very interesting, I suppose, that he's the one who's coming out there and saying, Liverpool, this, getting that headline there. When Liverpool are very playing it down like any snippets we get from them is they don't really want to go out and spend so much money on a player who is just going to be a substitute behind the normal front three and it's all very well saying a player is going to be first choice for a month six weeks when the Africa Cup of Nations is on but how often do Mo Salah and Sadio Mane really miss games Liverpool do need options like Divock Origi he's had his great moments at the club but there is that quality drop off there Minamino could be an option, but he needs to settle still. He's not going to be at that level for another year, you'd imagine. Oxide Chamberlain, he wants to play central midfielder. Uh, Rian Brewster, he's just potential at the moment. We don't know what he's got. So it's it's a very hard one to weigh up if you're Jurgen Klopp because it's all very well um, not signing anyone. You get to January, you've lost those two, and then say Roberto Firmino picks up an injury and your whole front three is done. So like, well, what do you do? You should have signed someone. They've had it before a couple of years ago. Marnie went to the Cup of Nations. But if everything's fine there's no injuries you are sitting on the bench for a long chunk of the season yeah and there are forward three who don't miss many games for Liverpool but remarkable we're talking about Germany's number nine the man who led the <laughs> line for them in the last World Cup is likely to do so at the Euros and, and thinking if Liverpool did sign him that he perhaps wouldn't even fit into this side but we are also desperate to see certainly a new attacking play that's what everyone wants to see <laughs> in the transfer market well the thing I will say about it is the front three they're all the same age aren't they they're all what 27, 28 and it's this is their peak you can't really see them getting any better and when you look at players like Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane it's when, when you get into your 30s 
that's when you start to lose that little bit of pace and it's whether their effectiveness will keep on going. And if you're Jurgen Klopp, you've got to decide whether you're sentimental and you keep them for a bit longer or if you're going to be ruthless and just cash in on them when you can get as much money as possible. Uh, the fact that they're all this age now, this is probably the summer or next summer is when you can make the most on them because they're going to be having all these winners' medals around the neck. They've got all the success and there's still the market there for them when they've signed the new contracts and everything. And that's why it's interesting the players they're being linked with are the ones that are four or five years younger because there will be a stage where Jurgen Klopp has to go, right, this team's time is done. We now need the next generation coming through. And last summer, he said this team deserves another year. Well, in the summer, that year's done. They've had a brilliant year. What does he do next? Well, we'll have to wait and see what he does do next. If you keep your eyes on the Liverpool Echo, the Daily Transfer blog is on there. If any developments do come, you'll be able to catch them right there over on the Liverpool Echo website. Until next time, though, here on The Agenda, it's bye for now. You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.